I'm sharing with you on divine appointments. Divine appointments. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for light and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Divine appointments. When, during the miracle service, I shared on um, seasons and, and signs, and I explained so many things concerning seasons and signs. If you have that background, this will be much easier for you. But this is actually very simple. I try my best most of the time with the help of God's Spirit to um, share the Word of God in a, in a very simplified form that you can easily catch. So I'm sure you should be able to catch this. Divine appointments. Um, when you look at God's, I mean, some people don't know God as a calendar. Right? Um, things don't just happen. They happen in their set times and set seasons. All right? Um, when God wants to do something significant, all right? Like, for example, the, the earth has its course. All right? The earth has its course. Well, let me show you something. I didn't plan to go there, but I mean, one day God spoke through a donkey, and ah, wow, God spoke through a donkey. And because it's coming from sometimes a credible source, they don't even go to cross-check again. All right, can we check it? I've done it before, but maybe for the sake of those who are not here, there's no scripture that says that God spoke through a donkey. Maybe we should check it. So I'll come back here, numbers. But um. Numbers 22. All right, Numbers 22 from verse, let's say verse 19. So, technically, God did not speak through a donkey. Because anything can be defended. So let me use technically. Now therefore I pray, tarry he also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. And God came unto Balaam, at night and said unto him if the men come to call thee rise up and go with them but yet the word which I shall say unto thee thou shalt do verse 21 and Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass give me an IV Balaam got up in the morning saddled his donkey and went with the Moabite officials so we can continue in NIV I think so I think we can continue in NIV but God was very angry when he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. All right, so, clear um, story. Balaam starts going with his donkey, and God wants to, uh, God is angry. So an angel comes in the road. So we're, we're going to take the scripture and allow the scripture to interpret itself. We're not going to assume God spoke through a donkey. Deal? All right. So stood in the road to oppose him. Balaam was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. So the two of them are going. And remember, there is an angel and two people. All right. Go ahead. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, 
standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. So the angel has a drawn sword in his hand. I just want you to visualize the story, all right? The donkey sees an angel with a drawn sword in his hand. It turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat it to get it back on the road. So donkey, something has happened to donkey. Donkey's eyes have opened. And donkey is seeing an angel with a drawn sword in his hand. Now the woman, donkey sees angel with drawn sword in his hand. He moves into the field. Balaam is not seeing the angel. So Balaam begins to beat the donkey. Go back. Go back into the, to the road. Alright, verse 24. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyard with walls on both sides. So the angel took corners. The donkey. Alright. Go ahead. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crossing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. Now, the donkey goes, now remember, he's sitting on the donkey. So the donkey goes to the wall and Balaam's leg is there. So Balaam looks at, uh, I mean, he's angry and he beat the donkey. Like, why are you doing this? Because he doesn't know what the donkey is seeing. Next verse. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn either to the right or to the left. Go ahead. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam, and he was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. The Lord did not speak through the donkey. The Lord opened the donkey's mouth. In other words, do you know if your dog was allowed to talk, do you know what he would say? All the time your dog does. And that's when, let's say you are, it's your friend, all right? And you get to the house, you look, ah! You're just like your friend would do, ah, it's been long! It's been long! So the dog comes, it's been long! All right? That dog is barking because, not because he's not communicating, because a fellow dog will get it. His mouth has not been opened to speak your language. So in this case, the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. God did not speak through the donkey. That's what I said technically. Because some people can say, if the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, it means the Lord. The Lord opened the donkey's mouth. So in this instance, clearly, you need to take the scripture for what it's saying. The Lord opened the donkey's mouth. So God didn't speak through a donkey. God opened a donkey's mouth. It's just like God opened a man's eyes. It doesn't mean God was seen through the man. God only opened the man's eyes. So let's go back to Genesis chapter 32 and let's see something there. Genesis 32 verse 24. All right. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And I was teaching someone I told them, I said, you know, people use this scripture, right? To say, <laughs> people use the scripture to say, you can, like, you know, wrestle with God. Go and wrestle with God. Go and wrestle with God. No, no. That's what the scripture is saying. He says, Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him. No, he did not go to wrestle with a man. He was left alone. And the man came to wrestle with him. 
Alright. NLT. Left Jacob all alone in the camp. And then your mind to something. Alright. So let's continue reading. Go back to King James. I'll bring a point there. So you see something there. See something there. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. You can't go and wrestle with God. He will have to call you into the wrestling. For the key, 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 key. One day I'll talk about it. There's strength in tears. And when he, listen, almost every big man, to see him, you have to have an appointment. It's the same with God. It's the same with God. When it comes to divine appointments, those God uses divine appointments to invade the natural causes. For example, for example, the world is moving in a particular way. And you know, um, let me give an example. Maybe let's say the world is, is in some form of darkness. All right, moving in some form, some some way of darkness, and it's, it's just going in that direction, just going that direction. The world is going the way of darkness, going the world of darkness. Then God wants to probably make you different and bring you in to do something for Him, or bring you in for you to have a different testimony or different story. God will have to call an appointment. God will have to set an appointment with you. All right, then He has to meet with you. When He meets with you, your experience becomes different from the experience of the natural cause because what you there you intrude the natural cause because of the divine appointments so there are divine appointments god does not do everything at every time sometimes it's 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 baffling it's baffling because look at it okay there are so many people who were not saved all right before jesus came was god not thinking about them why didn't he let jesus be born first Galatians chapter 4. Let me show you something. Galatians chapter 4. From verse 1. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Alright? But is under tutors and governors unto the time appointed of the father. What do you see? Unto the time appointed of the father. So there is an appointed time. Unto the time appointed of the father. So, we, I mean, the worst thing that can happen to a man is for him not to know the time of the appointment. Come on. It's like, uh, maybe you know you're doing some business and you meet a certain investor. When you meet that investor, you know that he's definitely going to give you that money. He has a reputation of helping people. And so, he, he decides to like you and says, okay, meet me Sunday 9 p.m., all right? Then he sends you a message and meet me Sunday 9 p.m. Your phone was off. Flight mood. You didn't receive the message. Then on Monday morning, so God, why? God, why? God, why? Then you decided to now remove your flight mode. Then you know, so meet me Sunday 9 p.m. You are wondering, is it next week Sunday or, <laughs> or this Sunday? Then you call him, you're not muting. You call him, you're not muting. Then secretary tells you, you were supposed to see him Sunday 9 p.m. at the moment he has traveled. What did you do? You just missed the time of your appointment. This week is an appointed time. Ah! Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. 
Let me tell you, I had prepared a different message to preach. While I was preparing it, God said to me, He said, Go and tell them that this week is for divine appointments. So I had to change the message. Oh, God gave me what exactly to say. So what I'm telling you is prophetic. This week we are entering divine appointments. I'm going to give you one minute. We're going to pray in the spirit. All right? This week we are entering a time of divine appointments. So we are going to intrude natural causes. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. I want to pray the Holy Ghost. I want to pray the Holy Ghost. We are entering divine appointments. Mahata Kuramas. Kuramade Sobrendarada. Shikatora. Sobredida. Shagaradaba. Kedu Saradaba. Shikarabande. Borase Kuravadea. Vagas Kaskasalada. Vagas Kaskasalada. Baraza Sakuma. Baragaka Sakuma. Sikaradaba. Sandorama. Dorabakaya. Barande sonde rabaya kandarada randa badaba borosu de bredekaya barasan katadia yera basote keba Hallelujah. Now, when it comes to divine appointments, there are three things. There are three things, and I've talked about the first one. I'm still on it. The first one is appointed time. Hey, look, look, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Have you ever heard people say this? Men of God who, who claim they can heal the sick. If they can heal the sick, they should go to the hospital and go and start healing. Have you ever heard this? It's spiritual illiteracy. It's spiritual illiteracy. Where is the spiritual illiterate? Because he doesn't understand the realm of the spirit. He doesn't understand God. You know, as a pastor, one, one of the things that I like to do is to help you to understand God. A short exercise. Can I have a sheet of paper divided into five? Sheet of paper divided into five. Yeah, if you've done, just divide it into five and bring it. Hold on, hold on. Um, I'll take the two of you. I want, I want people inside. Okay, you're coming, come. The lady's coming, let her come. Okay, yeah, yeah, come. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay, please sit down. I want one last person. You want to do it? All right, sure. Okay, five. Okay, so you, you know charade, right? So you're going to pick an act. Okay, so Richmond. So put it down here and, you know. <laughs> okay. So you pick, once you pick, you make sure you, you stand away from your neighbor. I want anyone to see what you're holding. All right. So pick it. Pick yours. Pick yours. Stand away from from. No, just try and be away from each other. So you pick this one, right? Okay. Okay, so um, Andy, I'll start with you since you picked first. What's yours? Wait, hold on. Let me see. Okay, hold on. Just hold it. I'll start with you. What's yours? 
Act like Donald Trump. Can you? All right. America first and always. We have anything we need to solve the coronavirus crisis. Do you believe me? Yes. America, we are going to make sure that we go across the world and that we are going to dominate and to take over all the nations. <laughs> okay, so he tried. All right, next person. Next person. Come. What's yours? Oh, act like Nanado. <laughs> Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. Fellow Ghanaians. <laughs> <laughs> On the 26th of August, there will be a total lockdown. <laughs> Okay, she has tried, right? Okay, next person. There's one, two, three, right? Okay, what's yours? Act like Pastor Enoch. You are not done. Oh, sir. <laughs> and you are prospering. I see you prospering. The Holy Ghost over there and there. You are prospering. All right, sure. <laughs> Henry. No, no, no. no. Yours is what? Act like Pastor Biodi Nawal. Right. <laughs> Lift up your hands. <laughs> Praise God. Let's speak in tongues now. The living God, you are awesome God. You are mighty God. I worship you, the living God. The living God, you are some God, you are mighty God, I worship you. All right, so we'll take the last person. <laughs> okay, so, so this is the last one, all right, not the least. Hers is, act like God. I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. My name is Jealous. I'm the Almighty God. Don't you know me? Okay. Now, my question is how did you know God does this? Chances are you learned it from a movie. So I want someone to bail it out. Act like God. I want, to, I, want to, I want to let you know that you don't know God. If you think you know God, come and bail out.
I just exposed you. To know God. Not because God has not made it possible for you to know him. It's because you don't believe what he said about you knowing him. Act like God. So, I'm acting like God. You see, what God said he is, is what we should take. Not the idea society has sold to us. I just acted like God. If you don't know God like that, you'll never see him like that. Now, she's not the only one in this. Your idea of God is one big man sitting up there. Oh, what are you doing there? Come back. You, yeah, that's a lot of people's idea of God. And you've not, and, and a lot of people have not yet renewed their minds to know God for himself. And how do you know God? For what he said he is. Every good and perfect gift. If you read the Bible, you realize that God is a giver. So what I just did, I just acted like God. So what God said he is. So when the Bible says that, be ye imitators of God. That's what the scripture says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. It said, be ye imitators of God. So how am I ever going to imitate God if I don't know how he acts? So when you read the scriptures, when you study the scriptures, don't study the scriptures just to know, just to have an idea. No, what he said he is, his word is him. So whatever I read in the word concerning him is how you start seeing him. If you walked on the street and you saw a dirty boy and you hugged him, you acted like God. Because some people will only hug those who are looking clean and nice. But God is good unto all. So when you are good unto all, you just acted like God. See how easy it was to act like Donald Trump. See how easy it was to act like Pastor Enoch. Why? You've been seeing him every Sunday. See how easy? But if you cannot act like God, it's chances are either you've never met him, you never know him, or you never believe what he said. Thank you. You can sit down. Go back to Galatians 4. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, there's some people, you say, oh, God appeared to me. Oh, oh, what's going on in, in their mind is, if God, ah, I want God to appear to me. What's going on in their mind is, they want to see a figure standing in front of them. You are carnal. You are carnal. Your life is ruled by your senses. You're ruled by their senses. Okay, look at First Samuel chapter 3. Because someone said, oh, God appeared unto me. How did God appear unto you? Verse 20, and all Israel from Dan even unto Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. Okay, verse 21, and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh for the, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. He revealed himself by his word. That means when God revealed his word unto Samuel, God recorded it that I have appeared unto him. If you take the word of God serious, you stop depending on dreams, divine appointments. Okay, <laughs> go back to Galatians chapter 4. Go back there. I said the, the, the three things in divine appointments. Number one, appointed time. You don't miss the appointed time. Remember on, concerning the pool of Bethesda, 
that a time will come and the angel will come and stay it. You can't miss the time. If you, out of zeal, jump into the water, that you are zealous, you have just taken a bath. Maybe you want to go to the Olympics for swimming competition because no healing will happen for you. The only time the healing will happen is when the angel comes at a certain time to stir the water. You jump in, you are healed. You jump any other time, you're on your own. You want to swim. Now, remember I was talking about, but it's unto Judas and governors, unto the time appointed of the father. That means who appoints the time? The father. So the guy is under tutors and governors. He does not appoint himself. The father appoints the time. I'm old enough. I'm old enough to know your father appoints the time. Verse 3. Even so we, when we were children, were born in the elements of the world. Verse 4, he says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son. So, why did it take so long for Jesus to be revealed? How could it take so long for Jesus to die? Were there no people who were suffering in, in sin? before but no god was not just going to act on impulse god was going to act on the fullness of time so when the fullness of time was come there was now an appointed time for jesus to come when he came the people did not know it was him so he wept over the city and said they did not know the time of the appointment you know that's the reason why a lot of people suffer for so long one of the reasons why people suffer for so long is that they always miss the time of the appointment let me tell you something i believe the bible all right and because I believe the Bible, there are certain things that, you know, sometimes you can sympathize with somebody, but you know the spiritual laws that govern it. I'll give you an example. The Bible says that the race is not to the swift. You ever seen that scripture? And you know that people say that, mention that scripture to mean, oh, it, <laughs> can we go to that scripture? All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. It said, I return and saw another son that the race is not to the swift. Nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happening to them all. Verse 12. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taking in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. Okay, go back to verse 11. I'll come, come to verse 12. Verse 11. Are you getting it? Right? I returned and saw another son that the race is not to the swift. Now, does it mean that God is endorsing the one who is not swift? Because if you say the race is not to the swift, that means God is going to favor the one who is not swift. So let me be lazy. The battle is not to the strong. So that means I should not, be, I should not try to be strong. Because the battle is not to the strong. That's what the scripture is saying. He now answered... Because he's saying the race is not to the swift because natural cause is that the swift will win the race. The natural cause is that the battle, uh, the strong will win the battle. He said the, the, the natural cause is that the wise will have the bread and that the men of understanding will have the riches. Men of skill will have the favor. So this shows us that this uh, natural cause is quite biased. Okay, what if I'm not strong? So what the, 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 the preacher in Ecclesiastes is saying over here is that, but time and chance happened to them all. Who are the them all? Both the strong and the not strong and the swift and the not swift. Time and chance. One thing that is constant with both of them is that they will all have a time and they will all have an opportunity. That's the meaning of the chance. 
Every person who finds himself at the backside of the desert missed a time. Come on. I'll take you to Moses. Moses, at age 40, he thought he was deliverer. He moved immediately at age 40. He moved immediately and killed an Egyptian. God didn't send him to do it. He went into exile. The next time God appeared to him, well, he was 80. God had to wait till a cycle of 40 was completed again. If there's any prayer you will pray in your life, Lord, let me not miss opportunities. Two things people do with opportunity. They either miss it or they mess it. Some miss opportunity. They never see it. So when you see somebody throughout his life was not able to do anything with his life, you say, oh, he was not favored. No, you don't know when he had the opportunity and did not take it. You don't know when his time came and he did not know. Those are things. But God said these ones are constant. Everybody will have an opportunity and a shot at becoming who God wants him to be. With what? Time and opportunity. He said it happened to them all. To all of us sitting over here, we will definitely at every point in time have a chance and a time not to miss opportunity or not to mess it up. So there are appointed times. Sometimes those appointed times are times of prayer. God will be talking to the person, pray, 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 pray. Because there's something about time. And that's what he said in verse 12. Go to verse 12. Go to verse 12. For man also knoweth not his time. Come on. He's coming from verse 11 where he says, time and chance happen to them all. But he comes and says, but the problem is that man knoweth not his time. Man will need divine insight to know his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net. And as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time. Snared in an evil time. The man knows all his time. So, like the fish, you know, the fish just moving in the sea. He doesn't know today. Today, I will be joined to fried yam. He doesn't know. He's just moving in the sea like any other day. He didn't know that it was time. If he knew that day, he will pass right. Say, so today, I'm not, I'm not swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. Which I pray, Lord, help me not to miss my time. You know, sometimes it becomes too late to fulfill your destiny. Moses said in, in Psalm 90, he said, satisfy us early with your mercy. Now, God, if you have mercy on me, do it early. It's not when my teeth are not around. Then you can say, are you having mercy on me? Satisfy us early with your mercy. Divine appointments. When it comes to divine appointment, the first one is appointed time. And God said to me, and I always believe what God tells me, this week is an appointed time. You get it? We're not going to miss our time. There are seeds God will sow in you in four years. People will see those seeds become trees and they'll look, ah, where have you been? Where have you been? They didn't know that you had to honor an appointed time. This year, even this week, I'm not taking anything for granted. Shakarabado. You know, you know one thing, one thing I, I, I thank God for. I never forget those times God did some significant things. But I can always tell you the year. And you notice that about also, you notice that about every great man of God. They can tell you 1984. Me, I always remember 2009, 2010, 2011. They were defining times in my life. Things don't just happen, they happen in their time. When I was 19 years, 
I wanted to have a crusade at the National Theater. 19 years. <laughs> I prayed. I fasted. I prayed. I fasted. I prayed. I fasted. But it was not time. It was not time. God told me it was not time. I thought God wanted to save souls. A few years later, 2014, I was lying down on my own. I felt like praying, so I should pray. As I prayed, felt the power of God. God said, go and have a program at the National Theater. It is time. Don't miss your time. Lift your hand. We're not going to miss our time. Go pray in the Holy Ghost. There are some things you have been praying about. It is now time. Things don't become beautiful except it is in his time. So he makes all things beautiful in his time. They are divine appointments. Make sure you're praying in the Holy Ghost. He makes all things beautiful in his time. It's time for some giants to be raised. It's time for some things to happen. It's time for some, some, some results to happen. It's time for some things for some things to start happening. It's time. It's time. I see it in the spirit. That is time. It's time. And that's why God is calling for this meeting. It's, it's a time of divine appointment. This week we are in a divine appointment. Make sure you are praying the Holy Ghost. Yes. I said the first one is an appointed time. The next one is an appointed place. Book of Numbers, chapter 11. Start from verse 14. You know, that short exercise I did is to help you to know God, right? All right, look at, every time you, uh, you, 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 you study the scripture and you see anything like that, all right? You see God did something. You have to check. Hmm, is this his character? If it's character, you mark it. Because you need to learn to act like it. You have to check for God's character. That's the reason the scriptures were given to us. It's not a body of laws that we are supposed to follow, do not and do not. No, the scriptures were given to us so that we can know and understand God. It helps us to know his character so we follow his character. So you can, you can say, I know God. I know God. I know God. Why do you say, not because you see him with your eyes. You know, I know God. Why? Because you've seen him in his word and he says his word is him. Okay, now... 
I am not able to bear all these people alone because it's too heavy for me. Now Moses is ranting about the people asking for meat. Now look at what, what unfolds. Verse 15. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand, if I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. Verse 16, he says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that I may stand there with thee. Okay, now, God says, uh, You people want meat, right? Okay. Come on, let's, 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 think, let's think deep. Because, you know, I, I always tell you that I, mean, I have some advices for God. I want to, I want to advise God in this, in this scripture. That God, please. There are people said you, they want meat. You say, gather 70 men. What does 70 men have to do with meat? God, you are too long. You are trying to go, very, go round and round and round and round. The people said they want meat. Give them meat. He said, gather 70 men. My first problem is with God is, why? You know what? You know my advice is very foolish, right? Yeah. You see over there that hmm, it teaches you something about God. When people pray concerning something, what God does is he gathers his people. He's going to answer it. He's going to gather his people. And according to the scripture, what happened? They began to prophesy. So, you see, prophetic meetings are to answer your prayers. Alright, you know, this, I was talking about appointed place. Let me go back to appointed time. I'll show you something. Then I, I, oof, time. Appointed time. Appointed time. Appointed time. Let's go back to appointed time. No, some, seven, some 75. Some 75. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee, do we give thanks. Now, something is happening with Asaph. This psalm was written by Asaph. Something is happening to Asaph. He is singing. While he's singing, the, uh, he's also called a masculine, which is like a, a secretary, a recorder. As he's prophesying, he's writing the prophecy down. <laughs> so he begins to sing. While he's singing, he's prophesying. While he's singing, the prophecies are coming to him. All right? So, unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee, do we give thanks. For that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. Verse 2. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. Now, King James is not doing justice to this. To this, go to NIV. NIV will help us to get it from verse 1. From verse 1. He says, we praise you God, we praise you, for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. Verse 2. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. So God is saying, I choose the appointed time. You don't choose the appointed time. I choose the appointed time and I tell you this is the time for the appointment. Then he says, I judge equity. Now, two things that always happen when God chooses the appointed time. It is either for judgment or it is for mercy. I'll tell you something about judgment. So it will help your knowledge of God. So you understand this. Now, let's say we are in, let's say we are in the year 2023. And somebody is doing something evil. Sometimes, have you noticed that it looks like God, when you are, you know, you are praying against this person who is doing something evil, the person never dies. It's like, ah. Even in the midst of that, good people will even die. Then you will see someone very evil, not dead. You will pray, 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 pray. The person is not dead. You will curse him. Nothing. The, the, sometimes the people begin to think, ah, God, he won't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Now, this is a mystery. 
God will actually do something because if he doesn't do something, he's not a righteous God. He will do something. But there's something about the judgment of God. God stores judgment for the judgment day or for the judgment time. Yeah, I like the A, that's it. Now, he stores judgment for the day of judgment or for the time of judgment. He stores it. So, if somebody were doing something wrong, then people began to curse him and began to say things against him, pray against him. So, let's say we're in 2023. Maybe God sets the time of judgment for 2027. Every curse, every prayer, all of it will come to pass. But it will only come to pass in 2027. Why? The psalmist saw it. God said about himself. He said he's slow to anger. That means when it comes to anger, God is very slow. I mean, do you know how wicked Sodom and Gomorrah was? Do you know how wicked they were? Yet when he was going to destroy them, he still said, if I see 10 people, I'll leave them. Do you know Sodom and Gomorrah? What we are doing today is just, just means playing around. Do you know what it means? People want to rape angels. Do you know what it means? <laughs> People want to rape angels. The wickedness had gotten there. It was there. I mean, the, 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 the Sodom guys married two of Lot's daughters and never touched them. They don't like women. Yeah. They married two of Lot's daughters. They did not touch themselves. What are you using them for? They want fellow man. In fact, they were so wicked, so wicked, that they were struck with blindness by the angels. The Bible says that they were still looking for the door. You've never seen it. Genesis. I mean, men are now seeing wickedness. Genesis chapter 19. Let's start from verse. Let's start from verse 5. And they called unto the Lord and said unto him, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Now I said that this, that we may know them, is just making it very, you know, give me message translation. <laughs> <laughs> Before they went to bed, men from all over the city of Sodom, young and old, come on. Before they went to bed, men from all over the city of Sodom, young and old, descended on the house from all sides and boxed them in. They yelled to Lot, where are the men who are staying with you for the night? Bring them out so that we can have our sports with them. <laughs> sports. It's sports. <laughs> That means it's not going to be one-to-one with sports like everybody. <laughs> Zoom, some. <laughs> sports. Sports. These angels. Now, according to, you know, uh, theology or Bible history, that is how the, the men of Sodom initiate into the city. If you say you want to stay there, you must go through sports. If you're a man, you want to stay there, sports. <laughs> He said, that we have our sports with them. Continue. Lot went out, barring the door behind him and said, Brothers, please, don't, let, uh, don't be vile. Look, I have two daughters, virgins. Meanwhile, these, these ladies were married to two men of Sodom. Because when he was going out, the Bible said he went to talk to his sons-in-law. But they were virgins. How can you have a wife? Alabakatus. <laughs> he said, let me bring them out. You can take your pleasure with them, but don't touch these men. They are my guests. Oh. He said, no, don't touch these men. They are my guests. Okay, go ahead. They said, get lost. Like I said in Model Church, in things like this, you want to read three Bible. Free all who call. 
Get lost. You drop in from nowhere. And now you are telling us how to run our lives. Isn't, is, is, is this familiar? Isn't it familiar today? Let me live my truth. Yeah, they are trying to live their truth. Mechanic truth. He said, we'll treat you worse than them. <laughs> ah, Lord. Lord, you better leave the place because... <laughs> <laughs> because they are about to take you through some sports. Hey, Lot, you're with Abraham. We'll treat you worse than them. And they charge past Lot to break down the door. Now remember from the beginning, it says both young and old. But the two men reached out and pulled Lot inside the house, locking the door. Then they struck blind the men who were trying to break down the door, both leaders and followers, leaving them groping in the dark. Continue. The two men said to Lot, do you have any other family here? Sons, daughters, anybody in the city? Get them out and now we're going to destroy this place. The outcries of victims here to God are deafening. You see, the outcries there are deafening. That means... There were people who were perpetrating those bad things. There were also people who were not doing it because they were crying. Why? They were being raped. See you, nice boy, you are walking on. <laughs> the Bible says they worried themselves to find the door. So even when they went blind, they were still looking for the door. That's the level of wickedness that these people were perpetrating. So, when it comes to judgment, appointed times of judgment, judgment is always an appointed time. Look at Daniel chapter 8, verse 19. This week, this week is definitely an appointed time of judgment for some things. And it's also an appointed time of mercy for some things. Oh, lift your hand and say it. Say it's an appointed time of judgment for some things. And an appointed time of mercy for some things. He said, and he said, behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. Okay. I'm done with appointed time. Let's go to appointed place. Appointed place. So go back to Numbers chapter 11. I was talking about that. Numbers chapter 11. Gather the 70 elders. Verse 17. Verse 17. And I'll come down and talk with thee there. Okay. Verse 16, let's start from 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Verse 17. He says, And I will come down and talk with thee there. Hold on. I say, like I said, sometimes God, I want to understand. You're already talking to me. Why don't you just talk to them? He said, No. Go to this place. I will come and talk with you there. Whatever he's telling me now, even the, the way he's telling me, go there. Can't you just tell me the thing? Why? Because there is an appointed place for the appointment. They say, appointed place for the appointment. That's what some people never know. Oh, I will be in my house and pray. Huh? No, there are times God settles an appointed place for a meeting. This week, 
The appointed place is here. Lift your hands. I'm ready. 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 Full of. I'm coming. I'm coming ready. I'm coming ready. I'm coming ready. Coming full of expectation. Appoint a place. Appoint a place. Second Samuel. Chapter 7. Let's start from verse 4. Maybe verse 10. Just so I'm, I'm not, I don't read too, too, too long. Verse 10. Moreover, I will appoint a place. I see. I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. So he said, I will appoint a place. So when it comes to the divine appointments, there is always the appointed place. 2017, Pastor Bia had gone to a crusade in Bogatanga, so we went with him. So we went to arrange chairs, went to do a lot of things. So we were done. So by it was a Saturday night, so we had to come back, and um, we came with a bus. We came with a bus. So while in the bus, we're coming back. I'm in the bus. I'm sharing the word of God in the bus. I mean, the power of God was so strong. We were sowing seeds in the bus. But that was our Sunday service because we didn't go to church. We were coming back from the crusade. So we're in the bus, sharing the word of God with ourselves. Now, the, at this time, we have gotten to this Sunday morning around 11. We've gotten to Kumasi. We go to Kumasi. God speaks to me. He says, come down from the bus. Now, at this time, I was sharing with somebody, but God is speaking to me. So, now, my revelation is confused because... I'm hearing, I'm hearing God's voice. Get, get on the bus. So I end the preaching. I now become very sober. God, are you sure this is you? Akumas, I don't know anybody here. Okay, so the only person I knew. You know us, <laughs> you know men, uh, uh, you always look for cushion. Okay, if I'm going to get on, let me call somebody at least. Later, if I realize it's not good, I know that I know somebody here. So I called one guy of my Caleb. Caleb, I'm in Kumasi. He said, oh, sir, you're in Kumasi. Oh, okay. I said, I'm coming, I'm coming to your place. I'm coming to your place. So okay, 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 sir. So... I dropped the call. I'm still thinking, should I, should I, should I, should I? Is it God? Am I sure? For some reason, the bus stops. They, he's not a mate because it's not, it was not a loading car, but he was with the driver. He usually opens the booth for those who have to take their bags. It was a long bus, like those Yutong buses. He comes out and comes around where I'm sitting. Now he, he goes down, right? Comes around where I'm sitting over there. Oh, see? Huh. Now, I'm mesmerized. I'm sure he doesn't even know what he did. But I just knew that this was a final warning. So I just came down. I came out of the bus. I took my bag. I went to a barber saloon. I called Caleb. The number you have called cannot be reached at this place. Now the bus is gone. I'm sitting down on the bus. I gave my phone to the barber to charge for me now. He charged it for a bit. Charging it. After two hours, he himself was disturbed. Uh, who is this person to carrying his bag in my barbering shop? It was like, he's closing, he's closing, he has to go. Oh, then I remember that, oh, I have this uncle in, in, in Kumasi. Let me call him, let me call him. Ah, at least I have someone to be. I called him. He said, I have never called him for many years since he came to Kumasi. I'm now calling him. I said, oh, I'm in Kumasi. I want to see him. I want to visit him. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I go to his house. Ah, I, I, I now be able like, oh, I, I went for, I said, ah, let me visit him. 
I came to see something come I said, let me visit him because it's not good that I've not visited him for so many years. His, his, his children were my cousins. Like, we grew up together. So I knew them. And I entered the room. I lay on the bed. Pam God says, now, move out from here. I don't know anywhere in Kumasi. Move out from here. Say you are going to Opoku. And I, I, God is speaking to me. Say you are going to Opokuari. When you get there, I'll tell you what to do. So I asked my cousin, where's Opokuari? He said, I'll go. I'll take this car. I said, you should go with me. He said, no, he's not going anywhere. I should take this car and go. So I pick a few clothes. I think I got to Opokuari. God said, walk. Now, the... The sad part of this is that I recorded my journey to the place, but it was a techno phone. After now, I've not found the video again. Oh, techno. Now, I was walking in the bush. As I was going, I was singing, I was crying. Because I'm wondering, God, why are you taking me? Am I Isaac? <laughs> I hope you have no plans of sacrificing me. Because I was in the bush. I don't know. In, wherever, wherever I was going, I don't know the place. So I'm going. I'm going. I'm recording. I'm singing. I'm walking. I'm, I'm singing. I'm praying in tongues. I'm recording. I'm walking. I'm singing. I'm recording. I'm walking. I'm singing. I'm just going home. I don't know anywhere. Then I see some Roman Catholic seminary, something, something. God says, go inside. Hey, dear, hey. I enter. I tell her, they should give me a place. I said, let me rest my head first. Four days I was there, fasting and praying. Almost all the things I'm doing today, God told me there. It was an appointed place. Sometimes God calls you for a certain meeting. Because he wants to say something to you. Why can't God say it, say it anywhere? Go ask him. There is an appointed place. He said, God, 70 elders, let them go to the tabernacle of the congregation. He said, I will come and talk with you there. The third thing about divine appointments. Appointed congregations. Or appointed meetings. Leviticus 23. From verse 1. Leviticus 23:1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the rest, of rest and holy convocation. Alright? Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Verse 4. These are the Feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which are proclaimed in their seasons. Now, give, the, give this verse to me in the Living Bible. These are the holy festivals which are to be observed each year. They are, the word festival there also means meeting. These are holy meetings. There are times that God has to schedule the time, schedule the place, and schedule the meeting. What kind of meeting is this? This week, God is going to rain on us because it's an appointed time in the spirit. And many things are going to happen. Be on your feet, let's pray. We're going to pray. 
You're going to pray. Pray, pray, pray out. Pray out. Pray out. Make sure you're praying. Seko ne borada yakava. 